Here we go. It is episode, uh, I was just talking about it. It's episode 53. Or should I say season two, episode <sighs> one? Should I just, should we call it another season? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Why not? It's no laugh track. This is Acme's podcast. I'm the host, Justin Severson. I'm here with my guest. His name is Andy Haynes. Hi. Hi. Hello, Minnesota. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon. Thanks for uh, coming down this afternoon. You're uh, visiting with some family. Yeah. <laughs> in, in addition to working this yeah. week. Well, they're not there. I'm, I'm house-sitting. The house is completely alone? Yep. I mean, empty? I'm pretty stoked. I'm throwing a lot. I'm trying to meet some high school kids so I can have like a Project <laughs> X style thing. But, uh, yeah, it's just me in the house over in the uptown neighborhood. <laughs> just taking care of chickens and uh, you know, making sure all the windows are shut if, in case there's a storm. Now... Okay, you don't, yeah, so, so you, let's uh, explain the connection here is your wife is from here. My wife is uh, Minnepolitan? Minnesotan? Minnesotan. Minneapolitan? Minneapolitan, yes. I love that ice cream. ice cream as well. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, hey. It's a smaller, <laughs> it's a smaller Neapolitan. Uh, There's only two flavors. <laughs> yeah. Which one do they get rid of? I, I think chocolate. In Minneapolis? Uh, actually, I think probably the strawberry. I think the chocolate would stay. Just because the winter. Yeah. The the strawberry yield was low, so it was chocolate and pistachio. Yeah, that's it. Uh, why are there chickens in the city? Because, you know, they're like those progressive type people that, uh, you know, you know how liberals are also like kind of want to be farmers? Uh-huh. You know, where they like turn their backyard into a farm. I'm pig- it's, Do it's you watch Portlandia? Yes. Yes. It's very Portlandia. Yeah. Although they're not like, they're totally cool. They like ride horses. They're real Minnesotans. Okay. But, you know, everywhere that there's like liberal urban places, people start doing stuff like buying goats and yeah, oh yeah, chickens and anyways, just chickens in a garden. But uh, I'm just I'm I'm tasked with um, letting the chickens out of their coop in the morning. <laughs> and and you live in you live in L.A. Yeah, I I'm, I went from <laughs> Los Angeles to this, where I have to wake up at literally you know sunrise, let the chickens out. I have to put down chicken scratch. That's actually on my notes. Put down chicken scratch. And then um, at night I have to get... get. It's funny because this is what I did last night before the show. I put the chickens back in the coop and then I drove down to this club. Okay. So it's just a weird pre-show ritual now of chicken tending. It's great. That's how you get chicken tenders, is by chicken tender. Hey, there you go. There we go. You, you, had, you didn't have any prior experience with tending chickens? Nope. No, I was not a like a, f- a 4-H or any of that, no. whatever that, <laughs> future farmers. Uh, but now I'm, you know, I feel pretty comfortable with it. Are they getting eggs out? Are you getting eggs too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you aware you need to be looking for those? I'm, I'm grabbing the eggs. I'm, I've been told about, we can't let the eggs sit around very long, I found out, because uh, they'll eat them. Really? Yeah. I'm a city boy, so I didn't know that. Disgusting animals. They'll eat their own eggs. <laughs> Filthy. If any chickens are listening, uh, I apologize for that last thing I said. You know, <laughs> disgusting. I'm actually, I'm a vegetarian, but I eat uh, I eat fish and uh, eggs. So chickens are, like, I'll eat your eggs, but I won't eat you. So Yeah. They should be cool with you, then. Yeah, be cool. Right? <laughs> be cool, chickens. <laughs> So, uh, have you headlined here at Acme before? No, this is my first time. This is my first time uh, working in this club. So last night was the first night? It was the first night. How was it? It was great. Yeah? It was a lot of fun. It was, uh, you know, it's a, it's a strong show. The openers, Brandy and uh, Tommy, yep. are both really funny. Yes, they and, are. And uh, just good audiences. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, there's so much going on with you right now. 
I'm all over the place. You're, there's so much going on. I don't even know where to start. I I was reading something about you, and I think it's awesome that uh, you were writing for Ridiculousness, that TV yeah. show. Because I was, like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's a really fun show to write for. Unfortunately, um, it's like our demographic is 12 year old boys. So there's only so much I can do there, but, uh, definitely. And I love that show. So yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's really fun to work there. All the, there's a really awesome staff of comics that work there and Deer Deck is a really awesome guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just worked there last season, had a really, had a really, really fun time. Got some free skateboard swag. Yeah. Um, Any of those cool sweatshirts that he wears on the show? No, no cool sweatshirts. The tracksuits? I, I wish. <laughs> uh, I got a uh, skateboard deck, and I got a uh, no. I you know I got a ridiculousness sweatshirt, but I gave both of them away to. I have a foster sister. Oh, who she got the sweatshirt, and then the, this kid with um, he doesn't have cancer, but like his sister does or something. <laughs> And I was like, here's a skateboard. That's kid. a weird make-a-wish. Uh, no, his dad's a comic, so he said he loved the show. So I gave him all as much swag as they gave me. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's I felt really good cool. about it. I yeah. feel like I you know, can make up for some of the horrible things I've done in my past. <laughs> Let's get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> so you grew up in? Seattle. Seattle. Left there when? Well, I left when I was like 18 to become a professional skier. Huh? Uh, yeah, in Lake Tahoe. I moved to Lake Tahoe when I was 18. No kidding. And I blew up both my knees and found out that I was actually a professional drinker. Yeah. And so I did that for like two years. And then I moved back up to Seattle and I went to college. Went to college for, you know, whatever, three years. And then I moved to D.C. to do comedy. And then I moved from D.C. to New York. New York to L.A. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, skiing. Skiing. Were you like uh, the kick-ass like teenage phenom or? i was a hot dogger man really uh, well i wasn't like a phenom i wanted to be a phenom yeah I, I was definitely better than most um but i didn't you know i didn't do all those sports take like a soccer mom or a soccer dad you know you got to have somebody kind of guiding you yeah um, and i just was you know i was just getting stoned and having fun and just being a little party animal uh but i mean i was good I got some free Oakley stuff. I got some free Solomon skis. Yeah? And then, uh, but I wasn't good. You know, like one day I realized, I was like, these guys are going to like do a backflip over this highway. That's what they were about to do. Yeah. These guys had like built a jump and they were going to do a backflip. And it was just for fun. There wasn't even like a camera crew there. And I was like, I can't. That's If this is where we're at, I'm drawing the line <laughs> of what I'm capable of. Uh, no more extreme. Yep. This is extreme enough. That was the day that I became a casual skier. Yeah. And I became like a fun, just ski for fun Do guy. you still do it though? Yeah, I actually, this was, because I was able to work on that show, I had the money to buy, you know, new skis this year. So I got everything. Yeah. I went up to Mammoth and realized uh, the limitations of my injuries and, you know. Was sore, sat in some hot tubs, poached some hot tubs. That's the best. Doing what? Poaching hot tubs. Going to someone else's? You just go to a hotel, just jump in their hot tub. Oh, nice. it's hard for them to kick you out of a hot tub. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you just get in the hot tub, and then if they ask for anything, be like, Man, "Well, I'm not going to have anything on me." I'm. <laughs> That's a good point. I just got swim trunks on. Yeah, where where I? would I have my key? Yeah, my girlfriend's back in the room. And they're like, "What room are you staying in?" And then I'm just like, I, "You go up the elevator." I don't, I just know it from memory. I don't know the number, actually. So, a lot of hot tub poaching. It's if you have a hot tub here in Minnesota, let me know. I'll poach it. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Do they have a? I wonder. Do they have one at the uh, hotels just down the street from here? I'm in Chickenland. I'm not even saying that. I know, too. but I should run over there. You could find out. Yeah. You got some time between the podcast and the show tonight. I'm going to go investigate this. <laughs> you want to I go get specs for the building, <laughs> the blueprints. Yes. I hire an English person to help me. <laughs> you get uniforms and all that. Simon Pegg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Me and Simon Pegg. I, it's really, I could just buy a hot tub and have it installed at my in-laws, but instead I go through <laughs> all of this just to sit in a hot tub. Do you think they would be pro-hot tub, the liberal in-laws? <clears throat> um, yeah. If I got, you know what, if I got one of those hot tubs that you like, have you ever seen those hot tubs that are like a wood stove? You ever seen that? <laughs> they would love that one. You never Does seen that? that really exist? Yeah, wood stove hot tub. I actually, my friends had one at their cabin growing up. It's like, a, it, it looks like a barrel, like a giant barrel cut in half. So yeah. it's like wood. Yeah. And then the the middle of the, like one third of the hot tub is, there's this like fenced off with like a piece of wood. Yeah. And then there's a wood stove submerged. And what you do is you go out like, four hours before you want to take a hot tub you light a fire in that thing you get it burning and then you you know a couple hours later i mean it's essentially just a giant crock pot but uh, <laughs> yeah, it is but it's good no bubbles obviously no just hot water yeah it's nice though hmm, hmm. they'd like that you i know, think that's so. their aesthetic yeah so maybe a couple of mallard ducks to swim yeah. around in it hopefully the chickens don't jump in i don't think chickens swim do they I'm pretty sure they don't. I don't know what they do. I don't know how that animal... (laughs) uh, I think domestication has been the best thing for chickens. (laughs) I don't think they'd be around. I was just talking to someone today that's... uh, He's... His daughter just turned 18, and he's going to buy her a pot-bellied pig. Wow. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. She's always wanted one. He just told me that this morning, and it's going to be... Like, they're going to keep it in the house... The woman that they they found a woman on Craigslist that sells them, and she has you know this litter of these things around her house, and she keeps them all in her house. They're trained to use a litter box. It's a slippery slope, though. When you get into weird pets, it just it kind of pushes you into uh, like a. I want to say this delicately, but just the weirder the pet, the smaller your social group. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh Ferret people know who they are. Ferret Mm -hmm. people, you listening? We know it's hard for you to find friends on Friday and Saturday nights. You got a ferret. You kind of smell musky. <laughs> <laughs> Potbelly pigs. I'll tell you this. If I was still a single man, I would totally dig a lady that had a potbelly pig. But I know that there's a lot of guys that would get over. They'd see that potbelly pig and they'd be like, oh, my gosh. You know, I just remembered. I got I to gotta run. I gotta. <laughs> You'd be disappointed she doesn't have three cats instead. Well, I have two cats. So I would be. You know, <laughs> here I am. I am calling the kettle black, and I am a cat lady hiding in a uh, young Republican's body. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> but, you know, I, good, good on you for the, for the potbelly uh, pot pig. But I will say that there's probably some closed-minded people that would be like, who's this weirdo with a pig? Yeah, yeah. Especially if she's, like, petting it or kissing it. I don't know. But Flipping it on its back and changing its diaper. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it might, it might also be cool. I might meet a chick and she's like, I got a pig. And I'm like, awesome. You know, she like. So I can fart in front of you, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that that is an obvious. If a lady has a pet pig, you can fart. Right? You can poop there the first morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no poop issues whatsoever. Yeah. The weirder the pet, the easier to poop in the lady's house. Well, <laughs> I think we settled that. So, just if you guys were on the fence about that, yeah. if anybody has, has some dating questions, uh huh, 
So you just got married. I did. Congrats, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. I just got married to a Minnesotan, so I'm one of you guys now. Uh, yeah, it was uh, February 23rd, the day that I I just I hung up my uh, my non-realistic bachelor. <laughs> I've never been a bachelor. Uh, I was a serial monogamous, but um, uh-huh. yeah, it's great. She's a comic. She's a comic actor. You're supposed to say actor. I don't know if you knew that. I guess everybody's an actor now. Actress. It's not like uh, in... Um falling down officer ass <laughs> remember that movie michael I remember, douglas i don't remember that part though oh yeah poor michael douglas yeah. you heard about that right of course we don't need to talk about it but <laughs> he uh he's he had throat cancer right was it esophageal cancer yeah uh-huh and it was from just being a considerate lover yeah he's a giver he's a giver and it turned around on him yeah. uh yeah I, she uh she's uh her name is alice waterland and she is from the uptown neighborhood obviously because i'm staying there yeah. at her parents house yeah and, and she uh, just graduated last year so they haven't moved away yet yep she's uh she's <laughs> 19 i'm really excited uh <laughs> no um and she's uh she's from here and she's on a show called girl code you guys might know her from that or also yeah people that had listened uh to the jamie lee podcast with, yeah, uh, no laugh track podcast. No, all about girl because really we friends. recorded about a month before that show started. Jamie Lee was at our wedding. Look at that. Yeah, there's tons of famous people at our wedding. Not really, but they will be. <laughs> Roy Scoville was at our wedding. Yeah, uh, he might be the most famous one. I I blew my load with Damn it. Nick Turner from Best Week Ever. There we uh, go. There's more, uh, whatever. Andy Haynes was there. I was there. Yeah. Scott Moran and Sarah Schaefer, power couple from Nikki and Sarah Live and Modern Comedian. Those two were there. Okay. These are all my old friends. Yes. Yeah. What uh, was there? Any, was there a cool um, honeymoon? You know, <clears throat> I had to take my uh, Comedy Central half hour the next Friday. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, there was a honeymoon planned, and then that came up, and so we canceled the honeymoon. Um, we ended up doing like an abbreviated honeymoon. We drove down to Mexico. And if you drive like an hour south of, um, if you drive an hour south of San Diego, so like, which is essentially Tijuana, you drive like an hour south of there, uh, you get kidnapped. No, uh, <laughs> there's like a wine country. There's wine country down okay. there. And we did, I don't even drink alcohol, but it was nice to watch my wife get drunk while I sat in a hot tub. Yeah. Uh, no, it was really great actually. And, um, but it was weird because, ridiculousness wrapped on the 21st i got married on the 23rd and i take my half hour on the first and then i had nothing to do so the honeymoon was nice i was able to relax but when i got back to la i was like now what yeah uh, I, i've been doing road work so that's been good but the wedding was really beautiful um which is weird for me to say because I, I was like checked out the whole time because i was getting ready for the special yeah and uh then it like turned out to be amazing it was like one of the best nights of my life so doesn't even matter if you love the lady that much just plan a good party and you guys will have you know a year of success i think at least <laughs> at least you'll be reeling i mean i'm only three months in we'll see how it goes <laughs> don't um, yeah don't uh, blow this out you know it could just be let's give it three and a half there she is right there it's a minnesota number <sighs> it could be the neighborhood watch maybe a chicken got out They're like the chickens are loose i'm gonna not answer that right Okay. The chickens have guns. <laughs> There's eggs everywhere. <laughs> um, I was at, you did Fallon. I was watching your Fallon mm-hmm. set. 
Yeah. Was that your first time on national TV? I got on um, Last Comic Standing in 2008. Oh, that's right. But they cut me out of the episode. Like, I won and everything. I didn't win the whole season, but I, like, I got your the night? red envelope. You yeah. won your night? I, I, well, like, you know, they, like, pick, like, six people or whatever. Yeah. Because they taped one this, that season here, right? Probably. Yeah, I think they did. So, anyways, I got through, and then two weeks later, they're like, we're not actually going to... Which was a blessing, totally, because I was not ready to do a show. Yeah. Um, I had, like, I don't know, t- 20 minutes max, and most of it was not TV-friendly. So they did me a solid by not having me on the show. Um, and then I did Fallon in 2010. I did Conan this last August. And then my half hour, will uh, it airs on... Um, I think I have that. A week from Friday. June 14th. June 14th. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Right on. Seeing how they edited edited me. So where did you film that? Boston. Boston. And it was kind of, it was fun, but uh, I got heckled. That was kind of a bummer. Really? Yeah, I got like a full on heckle. Like a, like a guy had to be removed from the theater. They're aware that you're recording a special. Yeah, but they're in Boston and <laughs> there was alcohol involved. How many shows did you record? Just one. Really? Yeah. Is that what it always is with the half hour? Yeah. And it's a, I think it's like that with the hours, too. I think they do the hours with just a... Here's a your shot, take. kid. Here you go. But, you know, they, um, they make them better. Let's put it that way. They, they, can, they can fill in some blanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, the whole special went great. And then I told my last joke, which happens to be a joke that involves 9-11. Mm-hmm. And it's not making fun of 9-11, but it's a joke that, you know, I say 9-11 in it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this guy started booing, and I was like, "That's okay, you know. Boston has a connection to 9/11. I'm, I'm fine with you booing, but let's, you know, let's see what's wrong, sir." So I go, "Sir, what, what are you booing about?" And he goes, "I heard that joke before," and I was like, "Okay," and I he goes, "You told it on YouTube," and I what was like, the? Oh, "Okay, this is now I'm mad because now you're you just being an asshole. You don't get it. Yeah, I have to practice this before I do this thing. Yeah, so." he got removed and i kind of just was like all right i'm gonna tell this other little joke and then i got off i should have retaken it but the whole joke is kind of like a it's like a surprise joke there's uh-huh. like a gasp moment in it okay and uh i can't recreate that yeah so. yeah um, <laughs> so that was that and uh you know hopefully maybe it'd be cool i, sh- I was i was hoping that they would they're not gonna it'd be fun if they would have left the um heckling because i kind of dealt with them you know i kind of i like a heckler sometimes really i mean i don't like a heckler yeah that's not a, we're not rather, encouraging it i would much rather just do my act or do my show yeah but if somebody heckles do you do you ever surprise yourself with your uh comeback to them I mean, I know guy, people, guys, I know people on the stage often have, you know, the standbys that they, you know, can go to to zing people back. Do you ever often ever surprise yourself? I don't have standbys. So, yeah, I mean, if I get somebody, uh, I'm, I'm usually pretty happy with myself. There's some back padding going on. Yeah, um, there should be. But, I, you know, I think uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm all right at it because uh, when I first started working as a comic, I didn't have enough of an act. To do the feature work. Yeah. But they would like send me on these road gigs to go, you know, for people who already weren't going to like me because I'm like <laughs> Fraser Crane, like a young <laughs> Fraser Crane. So um, I'd go out to like the middle of Washington State and I wouldn't have an act. So I'd do a lot of crowd work anyway. Okay. And so because of the crowd work, I would uh, kind of got more comfortable on my yeah. feet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like doing crowd work. Um, and I, you know, heckling is basically just crowd work where you've allowed me to, you, I can, you can, 
I can be very mean to you, yeah, which yeah. is kind of like uh-huh. a no brainer. Yeah. What I don't mind, I, I, I don't mind like just a one kind of like a one heckle, like a, you know, like a one weird thing. Yeah. But it's when somebody doesn't know to shut up is yeah. when you're kind of like, this is, you're not helping anybody. Yeah. Now you're trying to steal the attention. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. And then we remove them. Yeah. How long do you record for that? Uh, I mean, if it's on TV at like 24 minutes, how long are you record? I think it's the first one will air at 26 minutes, actually. They're going to do like a, a special 26-minute episode. And then um, I recorded about 35, I want to say. And then the rest of them will air at 22. So they, there's a lot of makeup. And they sweeten them and all that stuff. You know what I mean by sweeten uh-huh. them. They, oh, yeah. They they make the awkward moments. There wasn't even really any awkward moments, though. So it was good. I, f- I feel pretty good about it. I'd like to... Um, have you s- You've seen it? No. No. I've seen the clip. They do, like, if you go on On Demand, they have a clip where they show, like, one joke and one little blurb from every comedian on, on this season. On this coming season, yeah. But there was a really fun... There was some fun stuff that I did around it. Like, I did some interviews, and then I did, like, a one-on-one with Brody Stevens. Yeah, I watched that this morning. Yeah, that was really fun. <laughs> that was that was probably one of the most fun things that I did leading up to that special. And the, the special was a little more fun, but Brody's just so... Uh, he's amazing. He does warm up on uh, ridiculousness. Like, he's our crowd guy. Oh, I didn't know that. He's, like, the crowd guy in L.A. Like, that's kind of been his bread and butter for years. Oh, okay. Now he's finally like finding some success for brody yeah um but he's so funny because you you know it's he doesn't really change brody's like one of those comics that's not like putting on an act like he just is a hype he's a hyper version of himself almost all the time yeah. so uh w- all the writers would go down to the set to watch him warm up the crowd just because it was so fun for us to watch what he would say to them awesome he's such a bizarre guy so that was really fun. <laughs> that that is awesome. Who was uh, so then Conan? You said it was just last year. Conan was August. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, that was incredible. I would imagine. Yeah, it was great. I uh, you know I I didn't grow up on Conan like a lot of people. I grew up on Dave, and so I like I'm new to the Conan camp, but I love it. Okay. And uh, just such a good experience. Like um, the guy who books Conan is like one of the nicest dudes, coolest guys in the world. So just working with him is like such an awesome system because you really just you go through your material and like what works what he doesn't like and you can kind of be like you know i i want to tell this joke because of this and he'll he'll kind of work with you like that and then also you get to be on tv yeah and it's just exciting so um yeah and everybody was great who else was on that night that was it was matt leblanc who i love but um i literally didn't even see him like i think i saw him walk past uh, my dressing room, and then um, Travis Pastrana, who's like a Red but, Bull athlete. Yeah, he X does, Games. He used to be a dirt bike guy, and then he went into rally. Yeah, and now okay. he does like stuff where he'll like dirt bike and like go off a jump and land in a rally car, and then jump the rally. Not really, but you know, like <laughs> why not? That kind of stuff. <laughs> why not? Uh, but he even was just in and out, so it was kind of. It was like by the time I got there, I was like the only guy left in the building type of thing. I mean, the audience was there. Right, right. But uh, it was really fun. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to do more of it. I want to I wanna do like... Would Letterman be the ultimate or no? I, You know, it's just because when I was a kid, I had like a single mom um, and she was tired. So I could get away with murder. And I would just put on Dave every night. Yeah. And like I literally, I had this this like shelf at the end of my bed and this little 10 inch tv 
and I would fall asleep with my head like at the TV. Like basically I have radiation, I'm sure, because I just like <laughs> my face was almost against the TV because I also had to listen to it really quietly so she wouldn't come in. Right. And uh, I just grew up on Dave and um, Married with Children. Those were like the two shows that were on every night on Oh, Fox. because of the reruns yep. of Married with Children. Yep. And so <laughs> I uh, I would just watch, I'd watch those every every night dave i think dave is like uh he's not my like comedic um inspiration but he's always been my like as you know i think a lot of i think you can find out a lot about people about like what show they watch like what their show is Mm -hmm. and i i love conan i love fallon but dave was like the guy who i grew up watching yeah and uh i don't think i can get on though i you know to be honest like i'd love to do dave but he's got a very specific kind of guy he books and um I should work on it, you know, cause, but it's also like, I think we have like a two year window maybe of Dave left because Jay's, Jay's out at the new year. Yeah, and, right. Uh, I, Dave, I will, Dave will be next, you think? Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if Dave like left the day after Jay. <laughs> if he was like, goodbye, folks. Fight's, we, fight's over. All yeah. right. Because he, you know, I think that's the whole thing is he just wants to outlast Jay because the rivalry. And then... um he also books. He books guys that are very midwestern. I think I, I could say that. Mm-hmm. He books like a. And I'm not always as like cleanliness is like something that I've had. A lot of comics start clean and then they figure out their voice and they start talking about. I did the exact opposite where I started very crass and dirty. I wanted to be Doug Stanhope. Okay. And then um, I realized that you have to be really good to be Doug Stanhope. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going the other way where like now I'm like probably the cleanest and most uh, family friendly that I've ever been. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, I talk about drugs because I'm kind of a pothead, but uh, still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's all. I mean, we're we live in a modern age. People could be potheads and yeah. still family friendly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. My family still likes me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wife's cool with it. Wife's pretty cool with it. Uh she doesn't really smoke a lot of pot because usually she freaks out and I, you know, I have to like babysit her. I, I made such a bad mistake. There's like these in LA, you know, we have like legal marijuana. As, yeah. So Do you have your card. Yeah. I have my card. Not on me. Um, but we like, the, they sell all, you can buy everything. Mm-hmm. You can buy like pop with pot in it. You can buy chocolates, you can, hand lotion. I mean, it's everything. And so I always get these little Jolly Ranchers and, uh, they're really strong, but they're great for flying with. You can like pop one in your mouth, and you just feel great, and you're flying. There's clouds. It's great. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your ailment? Yeah. Uh, stress, anxiety. Stress, anxiety. Uh, lower yeah. back pain. Okay. You know, yeah. um, I, I want pot. I'm very anxious about finding <laughs> more pot. Uh, and then, um, but I gave her one, and I was like, just have a little of it, and then put it back in the wrapper. And she like, she flaked and just had the whole thing. And then we had to like meet an old friend of mine for. Uh, dinner mm-hmm. and he's like very talkative and outgoing but she'd never met him and just like halfway through dinner she like was like can i talk to you and like just we went outside she just started crying and she was like i can't think i can't stop thinking and i was like oops <laughs> this is not a good husband thing to do so did you get out of there then or did you make no what the solution was let's tell my friend that she's really high so she can just be as goofy as she wants oh, yeah. to and not feel weird about yeah. it and that and worked out was, i bet yeah, yeah, it was great. And yeah. then we went and watched an improv show. This was all in Chicago. What's up, Chicago, if you're listening? Uh, uh, when Brendan Walsh was on this podcast, yeah. he was telling me, <clears throat> he was bragging about a delivery service he uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you familiar? 
Yep, I am familiar with that. He also, did he have his little fake cigarette? No. Yeah, because that delivery service, they will send you like, uh, you know, like an e-cig? Uh-huh. They have e-cigs. They look like an e-cig, but they're pot. So you can just smoke Get out of here. You can just smoke them like pot or like an e-cig. No, everybody thinks it's an e-cig, but it's pot. So Really? Yeah. And so like a lot of comics have those and they'll fly on the plane. And I've seen comics who will smoke on the plane. And they're just like, they'll just like the stewardess will walk by and be like, what? And then they're like, oh, it's just an e-cig. No way. And everybody's fine with it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Um, the future's here. If you're not going <laughs> to make it legal, Obama, we're going to make it very clandestine. <laughs> we're going to make it very hard for you to catch us smoking it. How, uh, can I ask how long's it been since you've, uh, when did you quit drinking? I quit drinking. Um, it's actually really recently. It was my three-year anniversary. Congrats. Thank you very much. I got sober when I was like 22. That was right around my sixth arrest. And, wow. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, never anything. Just, you know, being drunk in a small town. That was like what almost all my trouble was. But I just would black out and I'd do kind of regrettable stuff. Nobody does unregrettable stuff when they black out. Nobody huh, like what? fixes huh? something. Um <laughs> But you hear about it, actually. You occasionally hear about somebody who's, like, a great, like, they, like, woke up and they, like, ordered, you know, like, a Rosetta Stone and they learned something. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, so I sobered up then and then, like, three years later, I was like, you know, maybe I was just, like, a dumb kid. Oh, yeah. Know? Sure. So maybe I can drink again. And I didn't do anything horrible, but I just realized, like, nah, not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't drink. I've been sober for, like, three years. Um, it's great. I love it. So, um, but I don't have any problem with people drinking. I don't have any problem being around it either. Yeah. And I, I miss it in the sense of like, it's really great to have like a glass of wine with dinner or like a beer or like a scotch with your dad, you know, that uh-huh. kind of, those kind of moments are lost on me. Yeah. My dad's not a pothead, so I can't be like, <laughs> let's roll one. At least we have this man. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, I've been sober for three years on this on the 15th oh wow so uh but pot doesn't that's i mean aa doesn't like that but i don't do aa i just don't drink that's i don't have any problem with aa but it's just it it, i think one problem with aa is that aa is really designed for people who have made a lifestyle out of drinking and so when when you quit drinking and i mean a lot of people in minnesota i think this is like the recovery capital Minneapolis, like the recovery capital. Sure, man. Chris Farley came here. Yeah, exactly. Clapton. Yep. They're all coming up here to enjoy the lakes. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but you know, so a lot of those people, they don't know how to socialize once they sober up. And so they kind of need this social group. And I totally dug it. But um, it was just like, you know, I'd go in there and people would be talking about how hard it was to wake up and not drink. And that never was a problem for me. It was just like, I guess I just don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I because I have comedy and because I have other hobbies and things that I like to do that it's pretty easy to fill that void. Yeah. But so, um, I, I, you know, cause people would also, you know, they'd be like, I just wake up and I think about drinking and I'd be like, I'm thinking about my like next big set. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I got, I got a deadline for this script I got to write. Yeah. Well then like afterwards that. I'm probably gonna have a couple of beers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I wish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. And I find myself, you know, like where I should go to a meeting just because it's nice to see where you came from and also 
how bad it can be. I mm-hmm. mean, it basically, you guys kind of one good thing about AA is that everybody kind of shares that experience. You know what I mean? So even if you haven't done something horrible, you as a drunk, you have the capability to do something horrible. So some, maybe somebody else in that meeting did something horrible. Yeah, and it's like, I know it. That's I I could totally see that happening yeah. because I mean, you know, once you're on autopilot. Did you have years where you were riding the bus everywhere? Uh, I had a year where I didn't have a license and yeah. I was doing a lot of hitchhiking. Hitchhiking? Uh, well, because I lived in Lake Tahoe. That was when I got my, my DUI. And uh, yeah, you know, it was uh, it was it was fine down there. Everybody was everybody was a bum. Everybody was ski bums down there. Yeah. But um, there was like a you know a couple annoying times when i was like i i really want to drive somewhere but i can't because <laughs> there's nowhere to go yeah or there's no car i can drive legally and yeah. then i had to like you have to get like sr22 insurance which is like super expensive it's a nightmare don't get it don't drunk drive first of all just because it's like the most stupid mm-hmm. selfish I, I as a guy who drunk drove and i always report drunk drivers sorry drunk drivers if you're out there sorry if you just got a dui sorry if you got a dui a couple years ago i would have told on you because it's so dangerous. And what do you mean you tell on them? I call the cops. I'll call the like cops. when you're driving somebody if behind someone somebody swerving? who's drunk, I will call them. I will call the cops right away. Just because, from my point of view, um, even if you get that DUI, your capability to cause great damage to you know, like if you killed somebody or you hurt yourself, yeah. would be far worse. So, yeah. and also. If you're drunk driving, you probably have a drinking problem and you should probably get some help. So this is the problem with New York is that like, so I lived in New York for, I've lived in New York, LA for one year. And then the prior four years I lived in New York and everybody there doesn't have that wake up moment. The DUI is like the big wake up moment for most people with their drinking. Correct. It's like, okay, my life's ruined for a year. I got to take the bus. I got to pay all this money. People are going to find out now that I've been drunk. I have to get my shit together. Yeah. But in New York... You don't have to drive anywhere. There's subway everywhere. Right. And so everybody has a story. Instead of the DUI, they have the, like, the night that they woke up in Coney Island. That's because they get on the F train they to go fall to Brooklyn because everybody can't afford to live in Manhattan. Right. So they go and they're just so drunk. They fall asleep and they just wake up at the beach. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it, it's like funny because that's not that scary. <laughs> you woke up in a circus land. Right, you know? right. Uh but if you just stay on, eventually it'll take you home. Yeah. Just yeah. stay on it. You'll get home eventually. <laughs> You're sitting down. Maybe you got some good shut eye. Uh-huh. The cops will only arrest you on the subway if you lay down on the subway. That's so just word to the wise. Do you know that down. from experience or? From friends being arrested for that. I had a friend who like the subway like stopped, you know, like it like stopped mid tunnel and it was stuck there for like 30 minutes and he was like really tired. He's like, I'm I'm going to bed. So he just like laid down and like the next stop they pulled in, the cops got on arrested him. They'll take you in too. It's like a horrible, it's New York. Welcome to New York. Uh, You're in there next to the people with uh, 32 ounce soft drinks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They're monounsaturated fats. (laughs) Oh, these criminals. What are you in here for? French fries, man. French fries. French fries. Yo. I had some gluten. What is this? Stop texting me. I'm on a podcast. Don't they know they can get a hold of you an hour from now? Yeah. Um. So some crazy years in your twenties. Some fun crazy years. Yeah, I did a lot of. Um, I think I talked with one of them about. I did a lot of traveling in Latin America, and then that's um, true. Yeah, I was down there. I, I wrote my thesis in college um, based on the success of revolutions in Central America in relationship to their uh, brand of Christianity. Holy cow! Uh, 
and so I spent like three months roaming around Central America, and then I went back a couple times, and then um, it was like my first year in New York. The stock market hadn't crashed, and uh-huh. plane tickets were really cheap. So I would I worked as a mover almost the whole time I was in New York. I was a mover, and uh, I'd make a lot of cash in hand. You know, you'd make like four or five hundred dollars a day cash. And I'm like a dumb kid and I don't know how to save any of it. And so I'd be like, oh, I got 500 bucks. So I'd go home and I'd get on the internet and I would pull up kayak and I would be like, what's the cheapest fart? Like how, what's the least amount of money to fly the farthest away? And wow. I would always find Latin American spots. So I went to like in one year into like Panama, Guatemala, Mexico and Colombia, four separate trips. And, uh, at the end of it, I got back to the States I back to New York and I was like at an open mic and I was like trying to talk about it and nobody liked it because they're like, we hate our lives. We're all open micers in New York. <laughs> like quit talking about your travels. Yeah. We don't want to hear it. Yeah. And then also I was like, I'm not really doing that much. Like I'm not doing a ton in the city. I'm not like in anywhere. I was like, I should probably stop trying to go to Central America so much and I should probably <laughs> just focus on the act. Yeah. And then sure enough, like a year later, you know, I was on Fallon and it was great. <laughs> a really good time. So. so you were taking those trips by yourself? Just No, I was going with friends. Uh, I went with a girlfriend on one of them. I went with an old buddy who went on the first Central America trip with me on one of them. And then I went to Columbia with a comic friend. That was like a comedy intervention. I like tried to get my buddy who quit doing comedy okay. to start doing comedy again by taking him to Columbia, which... If that's what your plan is, don't do it. It doesn't work, I found out. Because hmm. they just, you know, we just want to score pot and Medellin and smoke on rooftops. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> it was dumb. How was it with the ladies in Latin America? Um, you know, I've I've never really been single. So the first time I went down there, I was um, in Mexico. I went for my graduation, like from high school. Okay, and that was great because I was like a drinking eighteen-year-old that wasn't scared of women, and uh, that was great. And then when I went down in college, I was like a drunk, so that didn't really work. And they were all hippies too. It was like this like gross traveler scene. Anyways, no success. <laughs> that was a year of no success. And then, um, and then all the other times, I you know I've had a couple little quick little flings in latin america but for the most part i was in relationships i was on on those trips so it was just a lot of me like being like swearing under my breath and biting because like colombia they all look like sofia vergara oh because you're like god damn i just want to yeah yeah i I could just and they're like uh you know you go to like a 7-eleven and the lady like ringing you up looks like that sofia vergara (laughs) woman and you're like you know you could easily be like, "Hey, can I, hey, can I take you out to dinner? I have, I have an endless amount of money as far as you're concerned. I can save you." Yeah, and I never did that. Also, I don't speak. I speak Spanish, but I'm not like fluent enough to make it. Uh, I couldn't pick up a lady in Spanish okay. unless she's <laughs> really into broken Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So the comedy uh, background can't really help if you don't know the language. A little bit. I mean, you know, you know how to talk to people. Yeah. They have stand up down there it's a lot different but i like sometimes i'll watch the spanish channels just to like practice spanish see if i can understand it and occasionally a stand-up will come on and i don't understand anything yeah because like you know so much of stand-up is like timing right cadence uh slang Mm -hmm. and so i'm watching it and i'm just like okay all right i know one of those words (laughs) pollo yeah like i mean like (laughs) 
like and especially Mexican Spanish, they like they like they have like such crazy slang. Yeah, it's really go. fast. Yeah, it's really fast. And like they'll say like uh, you know, like uh these kids in Mexico City one time were teaching me all these like uh something like a grand gran pedote means like a, a giant little fart. That's what that means. A giant little fart. Or like a giant fart. And um that means you're telling me like a lie. Like if you're oh, telling okay. me like a, if I say like I, I can't even do the I'm not even gonna try to do the verb. But if you say that it means you're telling me a lie. But if I heard that, I would just be like, You're telling me a a big fart? You know what I mean? And that's like <laughs> I don't smell anything. It just it doesn't translate. I heard that Louis C. K was going to do a show in Mexico City, and he's Mexican. Like, he was born in Boston, and then he moved with his dad for his, like, first seven or eight years to Mexico City. And he's, so he's, he's, uh, whatever his mom is, I think his mom's just white, um, but his dad is, like, a Hungarian Jew from Mexico City. Like, they emigrated pre-World War II. So he has family down there in Mexico City, plus he's a world celebrity in a way yeah and i heard he was going to do a show down there and i was kind of like is he going to do it in english is he going to do it in spanish because he speaks spanish too he does i think he does yeah because his dad's mexican so he had to communicate with it and he grew up speaking it you know what i mean so never knew that um although he's never really led on that he speaks spanish so i would love if they someone threw him on a sitcom as a guest star and he just spoke spanish amazing or if he did like a telenovela that'd be beautiful <laughs> Like yes. James Franco, but he's like the other way. But it's, with a uh, with a senorita with red hair, he's like just his. Too ugly. I think he's like <laughs> he's like too ugly and fat. And I don't even mean I love him. He's like the best. But you know, yeah. Like all those guys are like sculpted out of clay, and the women are made in test tubes and oh yeah, grown in space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, da, 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 da. Yeah. how about uh, you? You have such a big heart, Andy. Thank you. Babies in the future. You know what? Yes. Uh, I think we're really into rescuing animals, me and my wife. We rescued two cats, and we're going to get a house this year, and then we're going to rescue a dog, and then uh, we're going to go rescue some kids. It's the the idea. We're not going to actually have ours, mainly because my wife doesn't want to get pregnant, I think. Uh, (laughs) No. Uh, She thinks there's too many people. and um, I do, too. Yeah. You know, I, I... I'm dubious about it. There's parts of me that are like, I would love to have a little Andy that was all my DNA and I could be like, look at you. Yeah. I mean, I just said I think there's too many people and I've reproduced twice. Well, I contributed at least. It's one of those things that it's just like philosophically everybody can be like, yeah, there are too many people. They're like, but I'm not going to not have the kid. Right. Yeah. Um, But luckily my wife is very good about being like, this is my philosophy and this is what I do. You know, so it's like, she's the one that's like policing us and she's like, we're going to adopt. So, um... Really? That's awesome. I don't know if we'll adopt and have our own kids. It'd be nice to have one of our own kids because then we would know which one to love the most. Of course. And, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, but, um, you know, one thing also is I grew up, like, fostering. Um, my family was, like, foster parents. Oh, okay. So, it's not new to me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the cats are cool and they're foster cats or whatever. They're adopted. So I'm sure a baby from another. I, you know, you I saw re- Annie when you were a kid. It's yeah. good. I basically, I just want a baby from like a, another country, you know, like a brown country. Mm-hmm. And then I can show it off in Whole Foods. That's like my big goal. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of cloud, like just like a beautiful 
caramel colored baby uh-huh. that I adorned with in a um, baby Bjorn and I'm just like smelling melons and I'm like is this ready and then I hold it up to him and he's like see and then <laughs> um, you know and then just women will probably like me more um, just based on they'll be like wow he has like a you know because it'll be like a caramel color baby so they'll just think I have like a beautiful exotic wife Iman yeah exactly Iman and then um, you know I'm like, actually, she died, and they'll probably get a lot of dates. So, <laughs> she actually died during the childbirth. <laughs> she's correct during the childbirth, and now I'm just stuck with these beautiful um, caramel children and uh, all this money from show business. Did I mention I'm a celebrity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, would that's you have, the plan. would you have a name picked out already for your uh, caramel colored baby? Uh, no, I got to think about that. I mean, I'm probably going to, honestly, I'm probably going to do, like, the whole, like, what country, whatever country they're from, I'm going to, like, get some, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to incorporate their culture. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if we got kids from, like, I, I, I'm trying to go adopt from Guatemala, because that's where I spent the most time. I lived in some Mayan villages down there, and there's a lot of really poor people down there, and that's actually, like, a big, they already have an infrastructure based on Americans adopting mm-hmm. kids. So I want to get a Guatemalan kid, and then it would be nice to have a relationship with his parents and also like you know maybe be able to send him back down there once in a while when he acts up right uh no but you know like because like so i live with the zutu heel mayans and um i learned like a little bit of their language like ish alish means hi i'm andy um um so like those it would be really fun for me to also like you know give him like a give him like a real mayan name and then like have him know his culture and all that stuff but have him, you know, probably live in Minnesota. Probably keep him out here. Have people mispronounce it forever. Yeah, Jochi Tettles T L C H. Yeah, right. That is like a lot of those names are like X O T I C H L. So Teachel. Is there an X between the R and the L? Yes, yes, there is. Rick Skull. My name is Rick Skull. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's freaking funny uh i you said so you just quit this moving job like i quit a year and a half ago two years ago year i ago? quit moving not even a year ago i was moving up until i was moving last october i was still moving once in a while i was working in a coffee shop that a lot of came in, comics came into and i definitely was self-conscious about that oh no and then um i, I did conan i done fallon and i was like what is going on and then um one day I had a talk with myself in the back room while I was washing dishes. And I was like, you can do this, dude. You can work this shitty job. Things are going to get better like a gay kid. Um, <laughs> you're not alone. You're not alone. There's other artists out there trying to do it who have had tastes of success. And then literally that day I went and checked my voicemail. And it was like, hi, this is Josh from Ridiculousness. We're just calling to see if you're available this week. And I was like, wow. you know, like So I started... Uh, I started working at Ridiculousness that um, that uh, that week, and I worked for Ridiculousness for the rest of that. Until it and just then ended, yeah. When I got the half hour, um, my agency just put me in a bunch of clubs, so I'd just been doing road work and, uh, road work and uh, writing for television when I can. Yeah. And now no, now I'll, I'll start a new show. Yeah, what is that? That show is called Ground Floor. It's a sitcom that just got picked up by TBS. And uh, actually, my good friend Rory Scovel is one of the. Um, he's not the leads. There's two leads. Um, 
I should get to know everybody's name because I work for their show. But um, the male lead is the male lead from Pitch Perfect, and the female lead's name female lead's name is Briga, and then Rory's on it, and then uh, John C. McGinley from Scrubs is on it. Oh yeah, um, and I've seen the pilot, and it's hilarious. And uh, I'm very excited. Yeah, I just uh, finalized everything yesterday. So it's like a half-hour sitcom? Half-hour sitcom, TBS, 10 episodes. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, get a couple seasons. Are they going to buddy it up with... um, Conan? No. uh, Big Bang? uh, No. uh, Men at Work? Sanford and Son, but it's not Sanford and Son. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Sumner and Son. Steve Burns. uh, What is that called? Yeah, and Roy Woods Jr. Yeah, Roy Woods. And actually, Owen Benjamin. Owen Benjamin. And... What is it called? Blah, 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 and son. Come on. Roy and I, jo- I joked with him about that because I was like, how many people call it that and now I'm doing it? But in any case, that's on TBS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that there's, I think we, in joining the TBS family, we will be with, um, there's Men at Work, that show <laughs> that we can't think of. And then, Sullivan uh, and Son. It I is. just thought of it. It is Sullivan and Son, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, Conan, Big Bang Theory, yeah. Cougar Town. Uh, there's more. The Midnight Show, which will not be called The Midnight Show anymore, but it's Pete oh, Holmes. that's the Pete Holmes, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited because that's kind of part of moving to L.A. was like, I really want to write for television and I don't know what I'm doing at all. So <laughs> I would love to go out and uh, work on a show for a couple of years and really learn. And the guy who's producing it is Bill Lawrence, who um, he did uh, Scrubs, he did Cougar Town. He's got four pilots that just got picked up, so you will know him very soon. Wow. He's got Undateables on NBC. He's got Enlisted on Fox. He's got Surviving Jack on Fox. And now Cougar, or he also makes Cougar Town. But uh, this show, Ground Floor. So I'm just, I'm stoked to learn, learn the craft. What's the, what's the story behind the show? What is, uh, like it's ground, you said it's Ground Floor? Yeah. So what it is, is, um, it's, it takes place in San Francisco, um, I believe. And because I kept on seeing the Transamerica building, which is that tri, that tri-shaped uh-huh. building. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's tri-shaped. It's a triangle if you look at it from the side. Transamerica sounds like it's like a gender-neutral <laughs> building. It's like we're a building, but you know you don't have to call us a building. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so what the idea is that the main star, the guy, he works up on the top, right? And he's like a big investment firm, something like that. And that, his boss is John C. McGinley, and then he hooks up with a girl from the ground floor and kind of falls for her and so it's the relationship between his world which is like wealthy young assholes Mm -hmm. and then down there is like you know just kind of the working class uh and uh he's kind of trying to make it work in this kind of opposites attract way and uh it's it's really funny it's it's really great i mean i had nothing to do with it so far so i can say that yeah sounding like i'm bragging and it's (laughs) It's probably going to just go all downhill when I get my hands on it. So. How many episodes are guaranteed? Ten. 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 Okay. So cool. I don't know if that means ten plus the pilot. You know what I mean? You might want to find out. I should find out. I, I got so much to learn. I have to join a union. It's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you were saying that uh, the road's going to not going to be much on the road anymore this year uh, in no, the immediate future? In I was supposed to be in El Paso next week and then I was supposed to go to Seattle and Calgary the week after that and uh, it's just I got to I got to ditch those. I feel really bad too because I don't I don't, I don't even know. I just called my agency yesterday. I was like, "Hey, I got this job. Sorry, I got to go." Um because it's, you know, it's it's a bummer, but it's like you you make that question. Um that answer 
is really easy to come yeah, up yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure. I got to go take the job. And I think most clubs understand, too. Yeah. No, I, they do. Um, I've heard that story from the other side. Yeah. At this club, where people have had to cancel last minute. Yeah, because everybody's deep. constantly auditioning mm-hmm. and trying to get that thing. Yeah, for but, sure. But um, Roadwork's going to dry up for a little bit, but I want to do an album in uh, early 2014. Do you have one yet? No, I don't. Not at all. So in my, my goal is to record an album in early next year, and uh, just... The half hour comes out on June 14th, so then I'll be in L.A. for a couple months, and I'm just going to try to turn over everything and have a new hour by January, record that with somebody, Yeah, hopefully somebody who's good. You should come here and record it. I would love to. A lot of, a lot of CDs are recorded Yeah, here. this is a great... You know, the main thing that makes a great room, the, the, the number one main thing is a low ceiling. That's my philosophy Check. on it. And this has low ceiling. I mean, this I've never had a bad show here. This place is great. And it's Minnesota, so you guys are like mm-hmm. this weird combination of um, like really down to earth, but really intelligent. It's like this weird combination. It's it's totally like the chickens in the yard thing. Mm-hmm. Like they all work. The, my in laws they work in the art world. They mm-hmm. came from like the Walker art world, okay. you know. And now they're like they ride horses. That that's like perfect example of Minnesota. Yeah, it really it's is. Like we eat a lot of cheese, and but we also believe in gay marriage. It's like yeah. This is what this is my this is my ballpark right here. Here's a glass of milk. Here's a glass of milk. Let's share a glass of milk. In the, in the I talked about that last night on stage actually. That that there's that milk tent at the, oh, the state, state fair. fair. Yeah, that's so. It's, it's like 95 degrees and somebody's drinking a hot. They're drinking a cold glass of milk. That's just I can. I don't drink milk. Oh, okay. like I'll, yeah, right. I'll, I'll I'll have like half and half. But like the idea of drinking a glass of milk in 95 degree weather. <laughs> is absolutely appalling to me you could give me like a, a glass of chalk before the glass of milk it seems like the same thing how about butter how do you feelings on butter no butter delicious you use butter yeah you know what i i started as a vegan i was doing nothing right yeah and that was like college and because i wanted this girl that was a vegan yeah of and course I was like that's, oh yeah i'm vegan that's just assumed bees poor bees no honey you know <laughs> uh and then uh uh, yeah, I, I went to, then when I went to the Central America, you can't be like, do you guys have a cheese alternative? You know, you're right. eating what they make you. Right, right. So <laughs> slowly but surely eggs and then fish. And now I'm kind of in this perfect thing where I just do fish and most dairy. I don't eat, uh, I don't eat, I don't drink milk, but I drink everything else that milk. I do everything else milk does. <laughs> <laughs> And he had eggs. I had a movie uh, in my uh, possession like 20 years, not 15, 12, well, let's say 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Some ladies with a pitcher of milk and butter and they were in a kitchen. Yes. There were no men. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. That would get me eating dairy. I'm telling you. <laughs> there's quite a mess afterwards, but. Uh, you know what? Somebody's got to clean it up. Uh-huh. I get it. Yeah. I, um. No, I was going to start talking about my favorite porn star. <laughs> Go for it. She's an American apparel model. I was like, I, I was like, these American apparel models look really porny. And then uh, I like was just like, oh, I saw some article that was like American apparel model slash porn star, and I was like, what? And then I started investigating. Half of them do porn. They like are American apparel models. Like they're like just hipster girls. And then like Dov Turney, the guy who owns American Apparel, uh-huh. he's like doing a model in my apartment while I jerk off. And then. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, so they start making money that way. And then they're like, I'm already kind of a whore. Like, let's do this. And so they make porn. Sorry, ladies. I, You know, we can call porn stars yeah. whores. But hey, nice uh, t-shirt. Yeah, nice t-shirt. Uh, I'm wearing American Pearl. I support them. Um, <laughs> Faye Reagan, if you're out there, 
uh, my wife's not cool with me talking to you. So <laughs> DM me. DM. What, what's her name? Faye Reagan. Faye Reagan. Yeah, it sounds like Fag Reagan. <laughs> it sounds totally made up. Like <laughs> that sounds like or a, a put down. Fag Reagan sounds like a really like provincial gay bashing term. Yeah. Dude, don't fag rag. Uh, no, it's it's Faye Reagan, um, and she's she looks too young probably, but I think she's like twenty four. So don't judge me just because I like a certain aesthetic. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think that, what anything else we should cover, Andy, that we missed. Um, I'd like to apologize to my in-laws for jerking off in their house so much. <laughs> <laughs> but those chickens are just so fucking sexy. <laughs> uh, Have you uh, you you put back all the rags? <laughs> yeah, a lot of laundry being done this week. <laughs> uh, no, I. What else to talk about? Um, just th- thank you. This was a lot of fun. I'm really excited to be in Minneapolis. Yeah. I love this club. Uh, it's a real treat. Your next trip back will be for the state fair, you think? I, you know, that's. I would have come back for the state fair, but I got to be here for a wedding on August 9th. So, like two weeks early. Yeah. I'm going to go find those people that make that uh, sunflower honey ice cream and just <laughs> be like, yo, maybe I'll buy some for the wedding. That's what I should do. Bam. Bam. Solutions. Getting it done. Talking like Brody Stevens. That's right. right. <laughs> Perfect. Andy, thank you. Thank you. Where man. can people find you on uh, Twitter? You're, you, use the, you use the Twitter. I use the Twitter quite a bit. You can find me at I'm Andy Haynes, and it's, uh, it's I'm, I am uh, Andy Haynes, not like I am Andy Haynes. Or um, I'm Andy Haynes. I'm Andy Haynes, and uh, that's, uh, or you can look me up. I don't know if your like, handle will pull your name up, but it's two Haynes. Like two chains, but it's two Hanes. Oh. And uh, that's another one. That's like what I'm on Vine. And then, uh, you know, I got tumblers and email. If you can figure out my email, you can email me. Uh, but no, come out to the shows. Come come have fun. Minneapolis, it's gray. And, uh, you know, I heard a siren, which I think means there's a tornado coming. Alien. Uh, what? Alien invasion. Okay, cool. Uh, so stay, what... in, stay inside this evening, preferably at Acme. Yeah, come to Acme. Avoid the probes. We'll have a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're here, yeah. Uh, let's see, we're recording this Wednesday, so tonight, Thursday night, two shows Friday, two Saturday. Exactly. And then Saturday, I'm going to go to some all-night thing that you guys do here. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. There's some, like, festival thing. Northern Lights? Winter Lights? Something Lights? Oh, uh, yeah. They just did one last weekend near yeah. my house, Yeah, and it made me feel really old because I had to go on Facebook to ask people what the hell was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is like my my father-in-law is going to, he's like, what are we doing? Like, what are you doing Saturday? And I was like, I got these shows. He's like, what are you doing Saturday till 5 a.m.? And I was like, I don't, what are we doing? So we're going to that thing. So you can find me there. But come to the club first. Don't just try to find me at a fair, you know? Who's going to have the, uh, just one last thing about that, who's going to have the ecstasy? Does your father-in-law provide that? <laughs> or? some organic, uh, locally sourced ecstasy. Okay. So that'll be good. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you.